going under. Uh, woo. Yeah. Are you awake? <laughs> you know, I think uh, we would all agree that we're living in a time when things feel like they're out of control. There's a, a tension, a division that kind of exists, which is producing a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. You know, we're living in a time that things are very complicated. They're, they're uh, very challenging. And we're living in a, a culture where there's just this anger out there. And it plays out in relationships, in families, in the workplace. And it's really easy to spot on social media. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I mean, people ranting and raving, uh, taking a stance on this or that. And anyone that disagrees, well, they're villainized immediately for it. And so you've just got this, uh, this tension that, that's existing. And uh, the fact is, what I think's kind of maddening, at least on my end, is the inconsistency that I see in people, the hypocrisy, uh, the, the selective application of some standard or some critique. And to be honest, it makes no sense at all to me. And so we're in this series, Out of Control. And if you weren't here last week, I'd really encourage you to go online, uh, FF Worship, and you can watch the service or you can listen to the podcast on iTunes uh, and kind of get caught up. But today what I want to do, I want to invite you to step back from the craziness, all right, and allow God to kind of uh, reset your heart and mind. See, I believe as Christ followers that you can be faithful no matter what the future holds. That you do not have to understand everything, and we talked about this last week, to obey God. The, the fact is we can do that. And I want you to allow this verse, and we're going to kind of focus here, but allow it to kind of speak to your heart. And it starts out and it says, humble yourself. And I think that's a great place that we all need to start to recognize that we're not always right and we don't know it all, right? That's a hard one, isn't it? Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand. And, and you go, why would anybody do that? Well, here we go. That he may lift you up in due time. Humble yourself under God. As a follower of Jesus Christ, we're called to live under God. You know, which is challenging, I believe, especially in a culture that tends to be increasingly kind of hostile toward God. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you know, how do you live faithfully? How do you serve faithfully? How do you represent Jesus Christ to people that have very little use for God in their life? And so what I want to do, I want to talk about living under God. And I want you to think about your life, okay? Not your spouses, not your kids, not somebody that you're a friend with, but think about your life, all right? What influences are you under in your life? 
In other words, is God influencing most of your decisions that you make? Is God directing your, your steps? Is God guiding your, your thoughts, your emotions? Or would you say you're more under the influence of culture, under the influence of the world in your life? And I also know there may be some here today that they go, well, I'm not even sure if I believe in God. You know, so I guess I'm more under culture. And first of all, I'd say it's okay. You know, we wrestle this stuff out. But my question, no matter where you're at in your, in your life, what is influencing you? So how do you identify the things that are influencing you in, in, in your life? And that's what I want to dig into first and just get into this a little bit. For instance, what entertains you in your life? In other words, what do you watch on TV or your phone or whatever you watch, whatever device you're watching on? You know, what do you enjoy? What do you read? You know, what do you follow? You know, what do you listen to on a regular basis? And as you think about those things, whatever they are, okay, would you say... They're more under the influence of God or under the influence of culture? That's a tough question, isn't it? You know, so before you watch something on Netflix or whatever your streaming service is, you know, before you read that book, before you join that conversation on social media, before you start whatever, Ask yourself a very simple question. Is this pleasing to God? And it's a yes or no, by the way. I mean, if, if your answer is yes, then you may want to pursue it. If your answer is no, well, you've got to step, step back from it, step away from it. And I realize some things are, are neutral, all right? There's no real leaning with them. But many times when I, I talk on this topic, people go, well, it's not that bad. That's really just a simple attempt to kind of justify the choice that, that we've made in life. Does it matter what you watch? Does it matter what you listen to? Does it matter what you read? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So would you say whatever that stuff is, is it more under God or more under culture? And ju just be honest with yourself about it, all right? Let's talk another area. Let's talk about money. You know, everybody has income, has resources. You know, when you get that check, what influences what you do with that money in your life? See, I know some recognize that that, that income's a, a gift from God, they, they participate in an act of, of worship and thanksgiving. They immediately go, okay, I'm giving back to God. Give the first fruits. Give the tithe. You know, they handle the resources in a God-honoring way. We talk about stewardship in life. But when it comes to your resources, would you say you're more under the influence of God? Or would you say you're more under the influence of culture? You know, when it comes to money, you might go, well, I don't really think about God. 
You know, I don't give to God first. I, I kind of wait and see, you know, see what I got left over, and then I jump in. You know, that's the kind of mentality uh, that I have. And if I've got something, then I might give, all right? But does culture drive how you handle your money? Does culture drive you to consume with your spending? You know, do you spend everything that comes in? Do you spend more than comes in? See, culture teaches that, doesn't it? I mean, do you you see an ad and immediately you react to it? I want it and I want it when? Now. I want it now. That's culture. I mean, do you believe the lie of culture that says, if I just had that, I'd be really, really happy? Or are you chasing meaning? It with with stuff, you know, when it when it comes to your money, would you say you're more under God or more under culture when it comes to your money? Here's another area. How about your words? The words that you speak. Text, post, tweet. As you think about your words, just think about this past week, all right? Just this week. You know, whether it was at home or at work or at school or at the gym or whatever, were your words God-honoring? Were they encouraging? Did your words point people toward Jesus? Were your words under the influence of God as you think about whatever they were? Or would you say, hmm, I don't know. My words may be more under culture. I kind of go with the flow. You know, if everybody's griping, I I join in and gripe, you know. The the fact is that I I join in when people are tearing someone down. I, I, I like to get involved in that. I have something to say about it. Or are your words hateful, destructive? Do you gossip? You'd like to take shots at people. When it comes to your words, the things you say, the things you text, the things you post, are you more influenced by God or by culture when it comes to that? One more area and I'll move on from this. How about your self-worth? When it, when it comes to how you feel about yourself, Would you say you're more influenced by God or by culture? Do you live under the influence of God? You know, realizing it doesn't matter what they say about you. It doesn't matter what they think about you. You are secure because you know who you are in Jesus Christ. You know, you know your value because of what God says about you. Or or would you say your self-image is more under the influence of culture, which requires you to own the right stuff, wear the right things, the right labels, make the right posts. If you don't have a good hair day, well, it's all lost. I just don't look good. The fact is, I'd like to have a good hair day. Um, anyway, here's, here's the fact for you. 
it really does matter to you what they say. It really does matter what they think. It really does matter, you know, how many people like your post or your comment. As you think about self-worth, your self-worth, would you say you're more under God or under culture? Now, here's the sad thing. Many people do not have a clue what influence they're functioning under. You know, for example, how many of you have ever been around somebody that's drunk? Let me see hands. You notice what I didn't ask? (laughs) If you've ever been around someone that's under the influence of alcohol, you know that sometimes they do not realize that their capacity has been diminished. They do not realize that they're under the influence. Because you'll hear them say, well, I'm okay, I'm not drunk, I'm okay. Friends, when you're under the influence of alcohol, a stranger that you just met becomes your best friend, you know. You lower your guard, you're more vulnerable. You know, you're inclined to do really stupid things. When you're under the influence of alcohol, you do not even have the sense to realize that you're under it. What if we have been so intoxicated by our culture that we are not even aware of the fact that our capacity has been diminished in life? I mean, what if... We have been so poisoned by the thinking of this world that we do not realize how far we've really drifted from God in our lives. See, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Humble yourself under God. Well, how do you do do that? You know, there's a great story in the Old Testament uh, book of Daniel and uh, to understand the story, you've got to kind of understand the, the context of it. But Daniel, he's a young man. He's a faithful follower uh, of God. Nebuchadnezzar is a king of Babylon. He conquers Jerusalem, where Daniel lives. And, and he destroys the city and destroys the, the temple and burns it to the ground, the temple that Daniel attended. Then Nebuchadnezzar takes the best and brightest as prisoners. He takes them back to Babylon. And he's going to indoctrinate them into the Babylonian culture. Nebuchadnezzar, he asks his chief of staff to see to that process. And we're going to pick up scripture at this point. He was, he was to teach them the language In literature of the Babylonians, the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. So Daniel was one of the young men that was taken prisoner. Daniel is being groomed to serve in the king's court. Daniel's being taught the Babylonian language, Babylonian literature, Babylonian history. 
He's being fed a Babylonian diet, royal diet, food and wine from the king's table, food that had been sacrificed to the Babylonian pagan gods in that day. Later in the story, we're told that they changed Daniel's name. Now, Daniel's name, it was a Hebrew name. It meant God is my judge. They changed his name to Belshazzar, which means Bel's prince. Bel was the main Babylonian god. So they change his language, they change his education, they change his diet, they change his name. Friends, this is a plan to indoctrinate Daniel. It was about bringing him under the Babylonian influence, bringing him under that and to the point that he gradually, it's wiped out everything that he had known about himself. Nebuchadnezzar understood something. He understood that he could change how the prisoners think. He could change what they believe. He could change those things. And if he would work at it, ultimately he could change how they behave and live. It was about bringing them under the Babylonian influence in life. So get, get this. We have a spiritual enemy, Satan, father of lies, we're told in Scripture. Peter, Peter would warn us when he writes, he says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to what? Devour, destroy. It is a full-fledged attack to control your mind. Because if he can control your mind, he can influence you and change you. It's all about influence in order to destroy. See, if the evil one can change the way you think, if he can get you under the influence of, of culture, get you to buy in, he can change what you believe and how you behave, and friends, I guarantee you every single day, it is about trying to indoctrinate you. His end game, it's, it's pretty simple. Get you to compromise, get you so complacent in your faith that you're willing to do whatever. Get you so confused, distracted, that without even realizing what's happening, you are more influenced by culture than by God in your life. And I just want to go wake up with Peter. Stay, stay alert. Watch out. There is a time that, that you have to, to realize what's going on. There, there is no such thing. Hear this. There is no such thing as being a partially devoted follower of Jesus Christ. You will never accidentally stumble into faithfully following Jesus in your life. You will never grow in your faith. You'll never overcome that sin that, that is holding you hostage in your life. You will never develop a passion for God and for God's word by casually following Jesus. You won't. Most of you know this, but I believe we've forgotten because you do not realize 
how much you're under culture and the influence of culture. And friends, if you listen to culture long enough, you will start putting stock in all the wrong things in your life. If you are more influenced by the world, you will start living under culture more than you live under God. See, culture is designed to steal from you, to kill, to destroy. You know, some of you wonder why you worry so much. You know, why you freak out so easily. Why you're so vulnerable to, to the latest rumor that's out there. You know, why when you look at the future, you, you have so much fear in your life. Well, friends, when, when you live under that, when you live under culture, there is no hope. You know, God is good. God is strong. God is faithful. And even when you feel like things are out of control, and I've told you they may be, but God is fully in control. And there's a calmness that comes from that. You know, how, how did Daniel handle that? How did he stay faithful? Well, even when everything around him had been taken and stripped, when everything that was happening around him was designed to bring him under Babylonian influence, he took a stand in that. You know, for instance, when they uh, were trying to feed him food from the king's table, food that had been sacrificed to the, the pagan gods of Babylon, Daniel said this, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. Daniel made a decision ahead of time. He predetermined that he would live under God. In other words, he drew a line. He committed himself to God. He says, I won't defile myself that way. Not going to happen. So, so how do you do that? How do you live under God? Well, you make some predetermined commitments, predetermined decisions. And here, here's the deal. I'm not going to ask you today to do like 10 or 12 predetermined decisions in your life because I know how that works. You do none of them. But I want to ask you to go to the Holy Spirit and make it your prayer and just say, God, reveal to me the most important area and make one commitment. One resolution that will change the trajectory of your life. You know, one. One thing that will keep you from drifting along mindlessly under the influence of culture. And it's you're drawing a line in the sand and committing and saying, you know what, I'm going to live under God. I'm going to allow God to influence this one area at all. I'm going to do whatever I've got to do. Humble yourself. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand. Why in the world would anybody do that? Here we go again. We do it because that he may lift you up in due time. It's a promise from God. And so you're going to humble yourself. 
under God's mighty hand. One thing, one decision, one commitment that will move you from under the influence of culture to God. What is that thing? You know, for some of you, it it may be a temptation that's been just, it pulls on you all the time. And maybe it's making a decision, predetermining that every morning I'm going to start my day with prayer. I'm going to start with devotions in the morning. I can kind of reset, you know, recommit, recalibrate so that God can just guide you, give you the strength to overcome whatever, whatever that temptation is. You know, for some of you, it may be about entertainment choices. You know, predetermining that you're going to filter what, you, what you're watching. So before you watch that show, you, you just, you're going to assess things. Is this God honoring? Or is it more under culture? And if it's more under culture, then you're going to go, eh, I'm not watching that. There, there's, it's not like there's not a lot of choices out there. So. You know, so before that friend asks and says, hey, let's hit the strip club. You know, before that person says, hey, let's hook up. You have already predetermined what your answer is. You've already drawn the line in the sand, and you know what you're going to say. You know, for some, it's making a commitment to, to be at worship every week. You know, so that when someone asks, hey, what you doing next Sunday? You already know. Why? Because it's already been decided. I'm going to be in worship. You know, for some, it may be a financial decision. You know, you're predetermining that you are not going to spend what you don't have. You know, it's predetermining that every time God blesses, I'm, I'm going to give back, you know, and worship God with those offerings in my life. You know, for some, it may be a decision to, to be God-honoring with your words, all right? In other words, making a commitment, I'm not going to tear people down this week. I'm not going to trash talk. I'm not going to gossip. You know, because you've predetermined it, you're only going to say things, post things, text things that are life-giving to other people. One. One predetermined decision that will set the course and move you from under culture to under God in your life. See, it's going under God. You know, it's asking the Holy Spirit to show you one thing that you can change that will have huge, huge ramifications in your life. You know, God, is there one area where I've been deceived? One area where I've been drifting under the influence of culture. I do not want to live there anymore. I'm done living there. I want to live under your influence, Lord. One thing, one thing, and just ask God to show it to you. Here's my guarantee to you. If you're bold enough to pray that prayer and seek God, I guarantee you by next week you got one thing that you go, yep, I know. Now, I'm not telling you you're going to like it. 
all right? Not telling you you're not going to go, what? (laughs) But that God will give you one thing. And then you ask God to give you the power to carry that out each week. One thing by next Sunday that you find. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, I just pray that you would uh, open our hearts, open our minds. That, Lord, you just reset us. God, give us the courage to just reflect on our life and each area that uh, we could look and say who we're living under the influence of. The world. Or you. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would whisper, yell if necessary. That one area you would have us shift and change. God, sometimes it feels like everything's out of control. But God, I'm thankful because I know you're in control. That you've got this. God, help us to hold tight to you to allow you to influence us, to change us, to give us a steady ground to stand on. God, we give you the glory with what we say and all we do. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, we're going to have prayer teams down front following the the music. Just let this song just speak speak to your heart and uh, bless you and lift lift you up this morning.